In California, every two years, we go to the polls and vote on all kinds of ballot measures that have significant impact on our lives and our communities. But most of the time, we have no idea what we're voting for. Let's be honest. The average Californian does not read this much to fully understand a ballot measure before voting. Just going through a proposition title alone already is a daunting task on its own. And even if you do so, there's still a high chance that you might not vote correctly due to the misleading ballot titles. This is Proposition 47. It was promoted widely as the Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act, but former San Diego's police chief, Shelley Zimmerman, called it the virtual get-out-of-jail card. Based on the title, you would not have guessed that Proposition 47 makes it easier for stealing to take place. But if you knew that at the core, Proposition 47 was essentially reducing accountability for criminal activities by reclassifying many drug and theft crimes to misdemeanors, would you think twice before voting for it in 2014? Are we Californians being deceived each time we vote for a ballot proposition? In California, there are two ways to create new laws. One way is through the legislative route in which the laws are written and put to vote by the representatives in Sacramento. The other way is through the direct voting by the electorate on ballot proposition in the November general election. A ballot proposition can be either a referendum that is placed on the ballot by the state legislature or an initiative that has collected enough signature from the registered voters. In either case, the responsibility of writing the titles and summaries for the ballot propositions lay in the hands of the attorney general. And here's where things get tricky. One of the things that happens in the process of putting an initiative on the ballot, I put initiatives on the ballot. This is Jim Rickheimer, former mayor of Costa Mesa. Today, he's our guest at California Insider. He's going to discuss the topic of misleading ballot propositions. And one of the processes is you have to go out and you write your proposition um, and you have like a, a summary of what it is. And then you have you bring it uh, to the state secretary of state. They go through a process. They approve it. And then you can go collect your signatures and you have to collect a certain percentage of signatures based on whether it's a, just a law ordinance type thing or if it's going to be a constitutional amendment, you need a little bit more signatures. The problem is, is that you go do all that, you collect your hundreds of thousands of signatures, and when it's all done, then your what, what's actually gonna be seen by the voters, the, the title and summary, is you, you turn it into the attorney general's office, but the attorney general then goes ahead and can rewrite it or adjust it and give it back to you. So after you spent all this money, got all these signatures, now all of a sudden you find out that the attorney general wrote your title and summary, which is completely different than what you thought you were going for. Historically, ballot propositions an expression of direct democracy in California. It was meant to give the public a way to voice their concerns for state issues. A lot of states don't have propositions that go to the people to vote on it. California has it. Started years ago, back when the uh, the railroads kind of ran California and there was really no voice of the people. So they had things where the public could actually gather signatures and put a, an issue on the ballot that you could vote on. However, gradually it has become a way for political and special interest groups to circumvent the legislature. So 
you know, once you have that that kind of speech, people are going to use it for you know their own means. If there's they want to lower taxes, they might use it. If they want to get some special deal, look with the Indians, how much money they spent on initiatives so they could have casinos, things like that. So you know you can you can go around the legislature, bypass the legislature, and put something on the ballot. And so people have just done that for years here in California. Despite the law stating that ballot measures need to be a true impartial statement, the Attorney General is a partisan seat. And unfortunately, the wording has become partisan as well, especially in the last couple of decades. Probably the last Attorney General 20 plus years ago, Dan Lunger was the what I call kind of an honest broker. That you'd turn in your initiative, you'd say what you want, they kind of look at it, make sure it's okay, maybe tweak it a little bit, and they'd let you use your title and summary, what the public's going to see. Um, after him, it just became pure political. In 2013, the UC Irvine Law Review published a study pointing out that it's possible to sway voters with inaccurate ballot labels. In theory, a partisan attorney general could increase the chance of passing his favorable propositions while raising the bar against the propositions that he opposes. To do so, the attorney general can either lower or increase the complexity of the ballot language to tip the scale based on the predicted voter demographic that will support or oppose certain measures. A perfect example is when they did the gas tax. You know, their, their gas tax was being raised, the legislature raised the gas tax, the public was against it, they went out and collected signatures. It cost a fortune in a state like California, 40 million people, to collect the signatures. They do all the work, and the, and the initiative was to get rid of that gas tax or to lower the gas tax. The attorney general got it, and what did the attorney general say? It says, this initiative will take away all the money needed for road repairs, for bridge repairs, for safety. It's like, well, no, it was the gas tax issue. They just turned it on its head. So when you went in to vote, you were voting to get rid of any money for repairing roads and bridges. It made no sense. This is a typical official voter information guide that we get every election in California, issued by the Secretary of State. It contains all the titles and summaries, as well as all the background analysis surrounding each proposition. The specific proposition Jim mentioned is Proposition 6, voter approval for future gas and vehicle taxes on the 2018 ballot. Its full official title read, Eliminates recently enacted road repair and transportation funding. Initiative Constitutional Amendment. From the first glance, we can easily see that the title was written to emphasize the idea of reducing funds dedicated to road repair and transportation without mentioning fuel tax repeal. Going down the reference guide, the same treatment was reiterated for both the summary and what your vote means section. It was intended to make Proposition 6 appear unfavorable to average Californian, thus increasing its chance of getting defeated. And defeated it was. And so a lot of times, like I said, signatures have been gathered and the, the people that are bringing that initiative forward, once they see the title and summary that the, that the attorney general gives them, they just say, forget it, we're not gonna win.
So you mentioned Proposition 6 right. and, and uh, how it took, he was supposed to repeal gas tax, but was it going to take something from the roads, a budget from repairing? Well, it's all, it, money's fungible. So there has always been a budget with gas tax in the, in the state. All the gas tax wasn't disappearing here. The additional one was. And so we've always had a budget for, for roads and highways and bridges. We don't spend it on roads, highways and bridges. We spend it on pensions and all those kind of and salaries and benefits. And so there's no money to actually pay pay for the, um, the road repair or the work that's being done. But we've always done it, so now they just go ahead and they raise a tax to get more money because they didn't use their money properly the first time. So when you see it, you can understand how they can go both sides of it, but that there was no reason the state needed more gas tax. They could have taken other money and spent it, but they don't want to do that. They'd rather raise tax. Now think about it. They always raise taxes on things that matter to you. They raise taxes to say, hey, we got to have our roads fixed. We need police and fire. They don't say we're going to raise taxes to take care of the bureaucrats and all the people that work in the state and all the people that have the high pensions because you don't care about them. You care about police, fire, and your roads. So the messaging is designed to come after our needs, what the we things care you, about. That you want to go. So if somebody says, I'm going to get rid of the gas tax, you'd go, oh, okay, you know, there's too much money in the state. I mean, right now, this is a few years ago, right now, the state is just awash in money. Just, you know, hundreds of billions, of, you know, not hundreds of billions, but billions and billions of dollars more than they even know what to spend. They don't need to have, they could cut the gas tax and it would be no problem whatsoever today. The point is, always go for taxes on things that people want and, ne and never do what's really happening with the money, which is just basically running this massive bureaucracy in California. Besides what is written on the government-issued document, advertising also has its unique footprint on the game. Every election cycle, we get ads on TV and YouTube and other media with contradicting slogans like vote yes to prevent animal cruelty or vote no against animal cruelty. With each side comes up with their own unofficial nickname and cool looking icons for the propositions, trying to persuade and rally the voters to their cause. To I, I don't know that you biases. can, you know, you can trust the process like 100% perfection. It's politics. Politics is speech. It's not fair when the attorney general's office can kind of put their thumb on the scale and they, and they can say what they want, but you'll see like with the advertisements for different initiatives, you don't know if you're coming or going by the time the other side who's against you or your side for you is saying what the initiative is. Who knows what it says in there? But that's kind of free speech. People can make their arguments and the public can kind of figure out what they're saying. Let's take a closer look at Proposition 12, the Farm Animal Confinement Initiative, which was passed in 2018. Supporters said it would end animal cruelty by banning cages and set minimum space requirements for animals. Those against the proposition said it allows a minimum of one square foot of space per hen, which was smaller than the previously required space of a full wingspan. Interestingly, both the supporting side and the opposing side made their case on animal cruelty, claiming that they're all for the animals. So what is really going on? Who can we trust? This is the Epoch Times newspaper. And like most newspapers in the US, it is roughly 11 inches long and 13 inches wide. Multiply the two parameters with each other, we get roughly the minimum space of one square foot. So how do we know whether this area is comfortable for a hen? The problem with Prop 12 is that it needed to be put into context. 
If we only looked at the name and the summary, we would easily think that Proposition 12 can be good for the animal, since it spells out specific minimum space requirements, which has been defined loosely in Proposition 2, which was passed in 2008. Prop 2 required that shelters should not prevent animals from lying down, standing up, and fully extending his or her limbs and turning around freely and leave the specific dimensions to be determined with reasonable judgment. Nonetheless, it needed to be explained that the word hen in Proposition 12 can refer to a duck, goose, chicken, turkey, or guinea fowl. This way, a full wingspan of hen can range from 2 to 3 feet for a chicken or to 5 feet for an average turkey. Therefore, according to Prop 2's requirements, the minimal space to accommodate a hen can range from 4 square feet to 25 square feet. If hens could vote, it would be without any doubt that they would prefer Proposition 2 over Proposition 12, assuming that they place a high priority on being able to fully expand their limbs. There are many more twisted details with Proposition 12. Nonetheless, the main idea here is that Proposition 12 was never about animal cruelty, but just a special interest hustling between each other and advancing their own agenda. Yeah, I mean, it's politics in California, and it's just become to the point where everything we do is politics in the state. There's always this whole thing of having people fight each, each other. I mean, you'd have two normal people say, gosh, I don't want to have no money for my roads. We need our roads to be fixed. Normal, logical conversation. And you have somebody saying the taxes are too high, they shouldn't be raising the taxes. The reality of it is, is there's always been money for roads. They just don't spend it on roads. That's what the conversation would be about. But what we do in politics is we have people fighting against each other and picking sides, when in reality, it's like, look over here where the money's at. Make sure we spend the money on these items. So we also have the special interest, and, right. and they're very active on spending millions of dollars on these initiatives. Last election cycle, the spent was about $785 billion, million, $785 million on 12 propositions. And the ads are so confusing. We're going to show you an ad on Proposition okay. 56. Take a look at different sides of this. I had a three-year-old that had been admitted to the hospital because of an asthma exacerbation. For the past three days that the patient had been admitted, he had to continuously be treated. So I was thinking, why is his asthma not so well controlled? The dad came to the hospital. I smelled the tobacco from his shirt. And I said, you know, this is not going to help your child get better with his asthma. And he said, I know I'm trying to quit, but I can't. Proposition 56 will increase the tobacco tax for by $2 a pack. When I ask a lot of my patients, why did they quit? The answer many times is it was too expensive. I am voting yes on Proposition 56 for my patients and my community. I'm voting yes on Proposition 56 and you should too, so that we can save lives in California. The special interests are claiming Prop 56 is all about helping people stop smoking. But only 13% of the new tobacco tax would actually help people quit or keep kids from even starting. Just 13%. Instead, most of the $1.4 billion created in new tax revenue each year goes directly to health insurance companies or other wealthy special interests to enrich themselves. Follow the money at knowon56.com. 
there are two ads. One is for it, yeah. one is against it. And then it's already confusing. And then there's another ad making fun of the, this other ad. Okay. Let's take a look at that one. The special interests are claiming Prop 56 is all about helping people stop smoking. Wait, what? Uh, okay, hi, I'm Kathy Griffin. I actually looked at the fine print, and when I saw the white lady gardening, I thought, hmm, what's gonna happen now? Oh, it turns out this is one of those sort of opposite message ads, because actually Big Tobacco is behind this ad, you know, with the woman gardening, thinking, oh my gosh, this vegans are gonna love this. But I'm just telling you, be careful of these opposite message ads, because I like to read the fine print, and at the end, when she's all followed the money, I did. I got on that internet, and it turns out the money is coming from Big Tobacco. So in general, just be careful of these opposite ads, or in general, white ladies gardening. So after you watch all of these ads, it's so confusing. We don't know what to do, who's right, who's yeah, wrong. Yeah, I mean, so that's an obvious one. An industry doesn't want to be taxed. Tobacco doesn't want to be taxed. Tobacco is considered negative. You can usually... You know, it's easy to raise taxes on things you don't do. Most people don't smoke, just go ahead and raise tax on it. The tobacco companies are gonna be against it because number one, it puts pressure on them and it goes against their, their clients and the people that use their, their, their product. That's completely understandable. But where does the money really go is the other way to look at it. And so you have the SEIU, which is the State Employees International Union, getting the money. That, I mean, so they're pushing for it to get the money. So you, they just find a group Oh, cigarettes, that's easy to go fight those guys. But we want to get money, so we'll just go ahead and do initiative against them. And of course, the tobacco industry is going to go against it and people get kind of confused. But when they say follow the money, follow all the money. One union is going to get most of the money. That's why they're doing it. They're not doing it to get people to quit smoking. They're getting it to get the money. Why can't we just have the ballot measures in plain language? And everyone can understand what they're voting for. Indeed, in 2017, there was a proposal to assign that responsibility of writing titles and summaries to the nonpartisan legislative analyst, but it was shut down right away in a committee vote. So is there a way for the state to change the way they're doing these descriptions and, you know, with, with for it, the ballot proposition? It's up to the individual attorney general who's ever voted in them to be an honest broker to say the public, the people have brought something forward. I know the legislature may not like it or whatever, but I'm gonna read it and I'm gonna give them a good proper title and summary for what they're asking for to do. And that's up to the attorney general to do it. That hasn't happened in the last chunk of years that we've had. It's always been political on what they wanted or the their party wanted to decide what the title and summary is gonna be. There was a law that was proposed to actually have an independent committee do the writing of the right the, and it didn't go anywhere shocking i mean the elected officials are going to do what's in their best interest and the public until the public really gets on top of it and says this is important and i will vote you out of office for not doing this they're not going to do it. It, it, it having control of what the title and summary is on an initiative is a very powerful thing and the elected officials especially the attorney general is not gonna give that up. What the proposition does is always much more complicated than what is outlined in its title and summary. Nonetheless, if we don't want to be misled by the ballot language and the advertisement, we, California voters, need to do our homework before voting in November. Read it. I mean, you really have to read it and, and figure out what it says. The title and summaries are not enough. The other thing to look at is who's really backing it and who's putting the dollars up for it. Um, and that'll really start to tell you which side people are on 
on these, you know, certain initiatives. We see initiatives for the different gambling groups. Well, you know, that's just, you know, usually the Indians, the Native Americans, they want to keep the control of their um, monopoly outside of Las Vegas on, on gambling. And other groups, horse racing and those kind of groups want to have gambling that's not just controlled by the Indians. They'll just be a big money fight to figure out who can do what. And those things will continue to go on, but those are like what I call industry against industry. It's just everybody's kind of fighting for their own little turf. And again, you just read it, figure out who's spending the dollars for it. Why does it really matter? That'll tell you more than the ads will tell you. Jim Rickheimer, former mayor of Costa Mesa, it was great to have you on California Insider. Thanks for having me.